You are listening to The Mystic Show, episode 149. Time to relax. Hello, everyone. Welcome to The Mystic Show. I'm your host, Chris Curran. I'm happy you're able to join me. On this show, we talk about spirituality and mindfulness and meditation and a lot of things unseen and otherworldly, all the things that we can't hold in our hands, but uh, are so important to us. Um, The purpose of this show is for you and I to have this conversation about true spirituality and personal growth, and hopefully we can implement some of these things in our lives and, and grow or evolve or devolve, whichever way you want to look at it. We release new episodes every Friday morning, and you can hear us as a podcast on iTunes and Stitcher and TuneIn Radio. And I I always wonder if this intro is too long, but I don't think so. Um, Our website, themysticshow.net, and you can sign up for our email list and get, um, it's a behind the scenes email list, and you can also get some really cool audio with that for free. So this little audio thing I made called uh, Relax with Rumi. Um, Selected Rumi quotes over relaxing music. And a quick shout out to our sponsor, our sister organization, Pause Your Life. That's right. If you need to hit the pause button on your life and have a retreat or a meetup, uh, Pause Your Life is an organization which which provides those things. Uh, The website is pauseyourlife.org. Yeah, and I'm sitting here right now recording this, actually the day before it's going to be published. So today's Thursday, October 22nd, 2015. Tomorrow this show, this episode will go live. And I just today had a bunch of different topics I wanted to talk about. Not a bunch, maybe a, a small handful, three or four. Um, and, and that's how it is a lot of times on this show, if you're not familiar, where we'll just bring up topics and, and principles or um, ideas, philosophies, whatever, you know, some something uh, that we can just discuss for a little bit and then think about, right? Because none, none of this is the final word on anything, right? I mean, I... And practicing spirituality, and so are you, and we're both moving forward on the path, and we don't know who's ahead of who, and it doesn't matter, because it's not a competition. <laughs> so these these conversations and these topics are a really good way to just think a little bit and kind of reflect on your feelings, your thoughts, and maybe you'll be able to see how you've grown over the years, right? When you, when you reflect on things. So let's get right into it. I host 
another podcast. Actually, I host several other podcasts, but one of them is called the Profit First Podcast, and it's about business. It's about being profitable in business. And I co-host the show with my friend, Mike McCallowitz. And it's a very good show because it focuses on profit in business, which is the bottom line, right? In a business, it doesn't matter how much money you bring in. It only matters how much money you keep at the end of the day. (laughs) Because you can bring in a million dollars in one day, but if you have to spend a million dollars, then you're left with zero and you were not profitable. And then, I mean, that's the whole idea of being in business, right? Is to be profitable. So that's why profit is important in business. And yes, I'm making a spiritual point here right now. I'm coming to it. Um, in our spiritual lives, which encompasses our whole lives, right? Our lives really are not compartmentalized, you know, work, hobbies, spirituality, like it's all one thing. Like you are one being and you have these different aspects, but you're one being. So in our spiritual evolution, we have, you know, a goal, which is to, however you want to say it, um, achieve self-realization or merge with God or, you know, feel oneness with God or completely drop the ego and just be, just be, uh, whatever that really, really high goal is, however you describe that, that's our goal, right? Clearly, because we came from divinity and we're going back to divinity and that's our goal. So, uh, sometimes though, on the spiritual path, we can get caught up, uh, on little interesting side streets of spirituality and, and we can get stuck. You know, we can, like I've explained many times on this show, I, I've studied a lot of different areas of quote unquote spirituality. Um, but I've sort of grown out of them and moved on and that's normal growth. You focus on something for a little while, you learn what you have to learn and then you move on. Unfortunately, it's a danger in spirituality to get stuck on one of those lesser things. And I'm trying to think of an example so I don't offend anybody. (laughs) Um, Let's say physical fitness. That's a good example. So physical fitness is important, but on your spiritual path, if you think that spirit, that physical fitness is the most important thing and you spend all your time doing it and you just continue doing it year after year after year after year, and all your focus is there, then you're not focusing on the next step and the next step of your spiritual journey. Now, of course, I'm not saying you have to give up physical fitness after some time. You don't. But it'll it'll naturally, if you let it, settle into its right place in your life. It's there. It's kind of important, but it's not the be-all, end-all. So... In spirituality, it's important, I think, to focus on what the profit is, right? I'm coming back to this idea of profit. You know, what are we really gaining from our spiritual practice? We have to think about that. And we have to make sure that what we're gaining is real profit. And I'm not talking about money. 
I'm talking about spiritual virtues and, you know, character formation and the really important things, um, you know, our attitudes and mindsets and the nature of our hearts and how giving we are, how loving we are. Um, we just have to be careful. Again, we have to be cognizant of the fact that we're moving forward on a spiritual path. We can't get stuck on a side street and just live there for the rest of our lives because that's actually not good. That's keeping us from our goal. So that's an interesting point. I wonder what you think about that. If you if you feel you've gotten sidetracked on your spiritual journey um, or not, maybe you're moving forward nicely. Um, so this this human life is one big opportunity for us to learn and grow. And it's great um, being associated with you because we're both on the path together. In fact, that's how I open a lot of my behind-the-scenes emails to you guys, is I say, hey, I'm, I'm really happy to be a co-traveler on the path with you and really interested in these deeper topics because it's kind of rare, actually. So I've started listening to this audiobook. Actually, I started listening to it when I was driving from New Jersey to Colorado about six weeks ago or seven weeks ago. And the book is called The War of Art. And it was written by Stephen Pressfield. And I, you've, you may have heard of the book, The Art of War by Sun Tzu, who was around, what, 3,000 years ago? I'm not even sure exactly how long ago, but a really long time ago. Um, and and that's a book that talks about war, but it's also very philosophical. This book is called The War of Art, and it's actually written for artists, for creative people, to help them break through the resistance that sometimes stops them from doing their art. And it's not just art, it's, you know, even even the practice of meditation, you know, a lot of us feel this resistance toward it. Oh, why do I have to meditate every day? Oh, I don't want to do it today. Um, or, you know, losing 15 pounds. Well, I just, I don't want to go to the gym today, right? We all face this resistance. And this book he wrote, The War of Art, it's really great because he describes this resistance. But I want to just relay this little vignette, this little story from his book that he described. He says at one point in his life, he got into meditation because one of his friends was into it. And so he would go down, he said, go down to the lake and sit on the dock and try to get into it, try to meditate. And I guess at one time he was meditating and he had an experience. He said that his body as he was sitting there on the dock, his body turned into the body of a bird. You know, his head became the bird's head, his arms became the bird's wings, and he and he flew away. And as he was flying through the air, he had this realization that the air, although when you look at the air, you don't see anything, but the air, he could push off on the air with his wings as a bird he could really push off of it so it was it was a force there was something there 
you know and and he realized that a bird could never fall out of the sky because it would just have to spread its wings and it would catch the air and it would be fine so the lesson he took from this the spiritual lesson was that the things that we look at and we don't see anything with our physical eyes it doesn't mean that there's nothing there so you look at air we think of air you know sometimes we don't think of air but other times we think of it like it's nothing and i hope i'm explaining this well but just because i can't see the air doesn't mean it's not an important force doesn't mean it doesn't have volume and weight and we can push off of it. So, you know, the analogy in the spiritual realm is that a lot of these spiritual things that we talk about, energy, uh, prana, pranahuti, you know, subtleness to the extreme, all the way up until describing God as nothingness, right? So that subtleness, all those subtle things which we can't see, and hold in our hands, it doesn't mean they're not real. (laughs) And so that's what we learn in meditation. We learn that there's a subtle part of our existence. It's a huge part of our, it's, it's the biggest part of our existence, the subtle part. I think the physical existence is this, this tiny part. So that was his realization. And, you know, some of us have had those that same realization in a way that this is real and that encourages me and encourages you hopefully to to find out what that is <laughs> right what is that how does it work how are these subtle energies working and moving and how can we use it to help ourselves evolve spiritually so that's the question so so the next topic, and by the way, if you have any ideas about these things I'm talking about, please comment on the show post. It, it'll be on themysticshow.net, uh, episode 149. So the next topic is delayed gratification. You know, especially in the modern world when we have microwave ovens and 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 instant messaging, right? Everything is so quick and instant. Um, Delayed gratification. Are you mentally strong enough to wait patiently and serenely for things? Ah, serenity. The lost art of serenity. (laughs) It's a state of being. It's like floating amid the chaos of everyday life. And there's a couple examples. One was actually mentioned by Stephen Pressfield in The War of Art, which listening to that audiobook had an impact on me. And I listened to it like four times already. I really like it. Um, one thing he talked about was when a person who is uh, new or young, they go into a new job or a new initiative or a new venture and they come in with all this energy, this bounding energy, and they try to do a million things on the first day. And um, this has happened to me. I've had several jobs in my life where I've gone in there 
and I just worked really, really hard. And I would look around and I would be outperforming all the people who have been there for 10 or 20 years. And they would just kind of look at me funny and not in a good way. They didn't like what I was doing. <laughs> like I was trying to show them up or make them look bad. But inevitably, over a couple weeks or a month or something like that, I would realize that I couldn't keep up that pace. That pace might be good for one day or a week, but that's not a pace I could sustain for 10 years. And so it really is wisdom to understand that things move at their own pace and you can do work and some days you can do a lot of work, but other times, most times, you have to just do what the situation calls for and not try to push it like crazy and be be a rock star, you know, being over ambitious, you know, with unrealistic timetables and stuff like that. Um, so the wise person understands delayed gratification, you know, he, he can take it slow. He can be sure and trust that working at a normal pace, the right, um, the right outcomes will be created and everything will be okay. Everything will work. I think the danger, especially in, let's say, entering a new job or starting a new initiative, sometimes is we're worried about what other people think of us. And, you know, like me, starting the job and starting at a thousand miles an hour, I wanted to impress my boss, right? Why? Because I was worried if I did not impress him, I'd be fired. So I was worried about my job security. In reality, that's what I was worried about, right? If I wasn't worried about job security, I would have just worked like a normal worker. So that worry... And that stress is sort of misplaced. It's misdirected thought. And if we can harness, or not harness, but if we can rein in our misdirected thought, we can live more serenely. And like the wise person who does, he, the wise person takes the action that's necessary, knowing that the result is going to come. And also knowing that he or she doesn't have to do all the work himself, right? I think I mentioned a few episodes ago that life pushes itself forward. We don't have to do everything. I mean, you don't make the grass grow on your lawn, do you? You don't make birds have babies and, and trees grow limbs and things like No, it just happens. Nature does it. Um, also, there's another book. I'm starting to read now. Um, it's called Getting Things Done. And the subtitle is The Art of Stress-Free Productivity. And I think it's it's not a new book. I think it might be from 2001. But anyway, it's about systems you can implement in your life to be more productive with less stress, you know, because we're getting bombarded with emails and social media and phone calls and, you know, everything, not to mention our families, our hot, everything. There's so much we're, we're all juggling, right? So um, 
anyway, I'm reading that book. I just wanted to mention that because in in the coming weeks, I might uh, reference some of those techniques, right, to, to get better productivity and be stress-free. I think it's interesting. So, so I'm curious, what book are you reading right now? You must be reading something. If not, that's okay. Sometimes, right, we go, we go times in our lives. Sometimes you can go years without reading anything. And it's okay because maybe that's part of your, if it, if you don't feel like reading anything, then you shouldn't. So, but if you are reading a book, uh, maybe you can comment on this post on themysticshow.net, um, episode 149. So the other part, the other point I want to make about delayed gratification, right? Does it, it, it sounds negative, right? Delayed gratification. Oh man, I have to wait. But I don't know. That's the, that's the meaning we give it, right? I don't think it's negative in its essence. But anyway, on our spiritual path, you and I are in a process of becoming, right? We're, we're changing. We're morphing. We're like the caterpillar in the cocoon, right? We're going, we're, we started as a caterpillar, just a regular human animal, you know, eating, drinking, sleeping, going to the bathroom, right? Seeking pleasure. That's it. (laughs) When we're kids, right? When we're young and young adults, maybe. And maybe when we're full adults. But at some point we realize, oh, I'm a spiritual being and I have wings I need to spread but I don't know where my wings are. (laughs) So as a caterpillar, we crawl in the cocoon and nature helps us grow these wings and emerge as a butterfly, right? But you can't force, you know, I forgot how long it takes for a, a, a caterpillar to become a butterfly. I think it might be like two months or something. If, if you know the answer, please comment on the post. But let's just say it's two months. <laughs> you can't, you know, the third day after the caterpillar makes the cocoon, you can't cut it open and say, okay, butterfly, I want you to come out now. I don't want to wait another two months. You can't do that. You'll kill it. You'll destroy it. So things take time. You know, a practical example is uh, with the Pause Your Life organization. Now that my wife and I live here in Colorado Springs, we're starting a Pause Your Life meetup here in Colorado Springs. And we're also starting one in Denver, which is about an hour and 15 minutes north. And in New Jersey, for the most part, it was easy because I had my studio and we used to meet at my studio. So this whole idea of finding a venue to have the meeting, it was a non-issue because it was at my venue, my place. And we had uh, Christy in New Jersey, you know, was gracious enough to, to take over the facilitation of the Jersey group. And she has the meetings at her facility, right? But now here in Colorado Springs in Denver, we don't have a venue. We have to find another a venue somewhere and a lot of venues charge a lot of money or they're not the right venue or it's too big or it's too small or it doesn't the vibe's not right 
So finding a venue has proven to be difficult. And, you know, I'm a systematic kind of guy. I, I went through, I did all kinds of searching on the internet. I made spreadsheets. But I'll tell you what, during this whole process, I knew, well, I knew that we wanted to schedule a meetup, schedule a meeting, right? For a certain day and time, put it on the calendar so people can start RSVPing and then we'll have a, we'll have an event. But I was very clear that I did not want to do that until we had the correct venue, the proper venue. And it was almost unconscious. It's not like I, I kind of did consciously choose that, but I just know that it would, the right one would come along and it just might take a little time. So again, delayed gratification. I was willing to wait until the right thing came along. And guess what? It's taken about a month, but I think I've found a venue in Colorado Springs and I think I found a venue in Denver. So we only lost about a month of time, which isn't much in the big picture. And we're going to be meeting at the correct venue. So another example is today is a cloudy day, cloudy and rainy. I'm looking outside right now. Yesterday was cloudy and rainy as well. And if you've heard about Colorado Springs, that, oh, 300 sunny days per year, which is true, actually. So when there's a cloudy, rainy day, it, it I don't know, the whole vibe changes. Um, and, and it's almost, it's not cloudy like New Jersey. It's almost like cloudy, but like foggy, like a little foggy. It's like a, it's like this weird mixture of clouds and fog. And I think it's because we're really, really close to a 14,000 foot mountain and a lot of other, you know, 10,000, 12,000 feet mountains. So anyway, I might want to go outside today and walk or hike or something, but guess what? I have to wait and I can wait serenely and patiently, right? The rain is good. The clouds are good for the, for nature. So, uh, and another example, I know that that was kind of a weak example, but, but it's real. Another example is, um, in my business, I just spoke to a person who is a prospect of mine. They might want to host their own podcast show and they might want to use my services and they're very hot to trot. They're very excited. Yes, let's do it. We want to do it. Send me the contract. That's what he told me. Um, so it's great. So I wrote up the contract. I sent it to him with a bunch of other materials. And, and he said, well, before I sent it in our last conversation, he had told me, okay, send it to me. And then I'll take about a week and I have to do a couple things and talk to a couple people. And then we'll talk in about a week or so. So I sent out the proposal, but guess what? Now I have to wait a week. <laughs> and again, if I was a you know, nervous Nelly, I might be worried. Oh my God, I didn't hear from him in two days. Is he still interested? I don't know. Maybe I should call him. Should I follow up? I don't know. You're supposed to follow up, right? And whatever. But thankfully, <laughs> I'm not like that. And, and I know that I'll wait a week or even a little more. And it's okay. He's going through his process. I'm going through mine. And if in the end, if he does not become my client, that's okay too. So 
So that's one of the main points I wanted to make here. Are you ready? I hope I've made some points already. <laughs> but one of the main points is this paradox of having to be detached from the outcome of our effort and yet having to be diligent about making effort to create something. So it's weird. It's like we have to work towards something, but we have to work with the attitude that we don't, whatever the outcome is, it's fine. Even if it fails, that's fine. And this is Lord Krishna's message in the Bhagavad Gita, which is just one of the great, great, greatest spiritual books ever written. I don't know if it was written. <laughs> I don't know where it came from. It's so old. Uh, but the Bhagavad Gita is a great one. I've talked about that more on this show. A lot more in the past. So to finish up, I want to read something very interesting. And this is from the book that I often read from, which is called 365 Dao Daily Meditations by Deng Ming Dao. This is one of the first spiritual books I ever read in my life back in the mid-90s when I was living in New York City. There's an entry for every day of the year, very short, very simple, very, you know, it's not religious. It's just, it just to me, it seems like common sense and just wisdom, uh, which is great. So today I'm going to read the page titled Growth. And this is actually for the day that this Today, the day the episode came out, October, well, not today. I already told you this is the day before, but <laughs> this is for tomorrow, <laughs> October 23rd, 2015. Um, this is called Growth. A moving door hinge never corrodes. Flowing water never grows stagnant. Even in the autumn of your life, you cannot give up growth. If you do, you only invite decline. All the different aspects of a person, body, mind, and spirit, have one curious quality. If they cease to be exercised, they stop growing. Once they stop growing, they begin to atrophy. That is why, no matter how much you have accomplished, and no matter how old you are, you must keep exercising all parts of yourself. We only grow when we are challenged. Muscles do not strengthen without resistance. Mental faculties do not sharpen without critical thinking. The spirit does not soar without something to excite it. It may seem like a great effort to constantly try new things, but unless you do, you fall out of your heights very quickly. The constancy of physical exercise, varied from time to time into new routines, and the constancy of mental and spiritual challenges are essential to stave off the infirmities of aging. We cannot reverse aging completely, but we can slow it down. As long as we are vital, we will not suffer as much. Although aging is natural, Sometimes following Tao means more than following the route of least resistance. Why slide into old age, illness, 
and senility. The way of challenging oneself is also a valid but difficult path. Sometimes Tao chooses the difficult over the easy. That was beautiful. So sometimes you might have to choose the difficult over the easy. <laughs> well, I appreciate you being here listening with me. I hope you got some some thoughtful ideas from this episode. And as you move through your day and your week, maybe you can write in your diary about these things or even talk to a coworker or a friend. Talk about these topics. They're interesting, right? This is, you know, I feel in life, succeeding on the material plane is much, much easier than succeeding in the spiritual plane. So the real challenge of human life, in my opinion, as of now, <laughs> it might change, but the real challenge in human life is spiritual achievement, spiritual growth because it's not easy and we have to learn it as we go. So on that note, and as always, keep shining. <laughs>